Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, you are welcome to episode 4 of season 5 of Biblical Promises. In the previous episode, that is episode 3, we addressed consistency and steadfastness. Where we, when we are leading a rebuilding effort like Nehemiah did in his days. By reading Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 9 to 15, Nehemiah 4, 9 to 15, we reminded ourselves that leaders and rebuilders may face common challenges such as ridicule, resistance, and of course, negative rumors. These three words that start with the letter R, we test the character, we test our character as they did because they tested Nehemiah. When such events occur, we must be ruthlessly consistent. We must be steadfast in doing what? In focusing on the assignment God gave to us. We must rely on God while not disrespecting the opposition. Today, we turn to what made Nehemiah a Andy or Azon rebuilder. And our past our anchor passage really is from Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. Nehemiah 5, 1 to 7. I'll read from the NLT version from verse 1. And it says, About this time, some of the men and their wives raised a cry of protest against their fellow Jews. Why are they protesting? Let's go on with verse 2. They were saying, We have such large families, we need more food to survive. Others said we have mortgaged our fields, when yard at home to get food during the farming. And others said we have had to borrow money on our fields and vineyards to pay our taxes. Verse 5. We belong to the same family as those who are wealthy, and our children are just like theirs. Yet we must sell our children into slavery just to get enough money to live. Hmm. We cannot experience that. We shall not express that in Jesus' name. We have already sold some of our daughters and we are helpless to do anything about it. For our fees and they are already mortgaged to others. Verses, when I heard their complaint, I was very angry. That is Nehemiah. Verse 7 and the final verse. After taking it over, I spoke out against these nobles and officials. I told them, you are outing your own relatives by charging interest when they borrow money. Then I called the public meeting to deal with the problem. In, in some translation, the interest it referred to is called usury. In fact, we, if you read that verse 7 from another, another verse, it says, Then I consulted with myself and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, that is the KJV version, You exact usury, everyone on his brother. And I said a great assembly, against them. Beloved, here we see Nehemiah being decisive as a leader, being hands-on and practical in confronting challenges for the people that are helping him in the work of rebuilding. There are several points from this passage that we have read. Point number one, the enemies reported in chapter four, in episode, episode three of the biblical furnaces, were external oppositions. They have already brought about difficult times for the Jews when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall. Point number two, the difficult, the difficult times were devastating the fragile living standard of the Jews whose morale was already dampened by the relentless oppositions to the rebuilding work, ridicule, 
rumors of war, etc. Point number three. Initially, Nehemiah's challenge was from outside of Judah, not his people. But later on, he faced problems from within. From early problems from Sambalat and Tobias, he was now facing problems from his own people. This will often happen to most leaders, I can tell you. Point number four. The Jews, in other words, Nehemiah's people, were facing four problems at that particular time. Number one. They, they faced food shortage, as we have read in verse 2. They needed food for their families, since the rebuilding work effort may have kept them away from their farms to the extent that they expressed crop failure, that is famine. There was famine in the land. In other words, there was hunger in the land. Number two problem they were facing. Some Jews had grain to sell, but the buyers did not have money. Instead, the buyers were... Were, were deciding or they were mortgaging their properties, their assets. Number three, buyers were now willing to just uh, 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 mortgage their property, but they had to even sell their children to pay taxes and to pay their creditors. This is this, that was very very devastating, and it's devastating to any any any, any family. And they were pay, being made to pay interest on the money, borrow, money borrowed at exorbitant rates. Number four, to repay creditors, some buyers had to sell their children, as just mentioned now, that is in verse five. Doing so left this category of people, of Jews, in an hopeless state. In fact, it would leave any tribe in an hopeless state, any family in an hopeless state. Point number five, the difficulties. Outline in point four created an internal crisis in Judah for Nehemiah. It was double jeopardy for the rebuilding effort. Not only were external oppositions in a constant threat to the security of the workers and the city, the exploitation of Jews by Jews, Jews by Jews, became a tinkling time bomb. Point number six: When the Jews began to take advantage of other Jews. The well-being of the workers took a nosedive, obviously, especially that that we happen. Morada was already damping or low, if you recall Nehemiah 4, 10 to 12 we read in the previous episode. It was already low because of external opposition, took a plunge downwards because of internal problems, issues, and wanglings. So when you take these verses together, one to seven, you realize that the awareness of the people doing the work of rebuilding was at stake. The story sketched us for shows that when external and internal pressures collide, the awareness of individuals and teams involved with or concerned with nosedive. Awareness at work or in a church group refers to the policies, resources, and initiatives that keep people that help people to maintain physical and mental health. That is awareness, awareness in a nutshell. Beloved, people who feel the and have the right work balance are always motivated, focused, and productive, and they will actually help to finish the task. So awareness is promoted with resource availability, leading by examples. These two things were deployed by Nehemiah in the passage that we have read, Nehemiah 5, 1 to 7. So beloved, if we unpack the key verse for this episode, that is verse 7, 
We will not you will note that Nehemiah was upset with situations responsible for the lack of awareness among the builders. His anger was directed at certain people, not everyone. These people were his anger was directed towards them, the select few, because they were selfish, greedy, and insensitive to the plight of people around them. In the story, we noted that while some people were suffering, those who should be compassionate were guilty of exploitation, just as we have uh, phenomena such as modern slavery today all over the world. So when you witness exploitation as a leader, do you turn your, a blind eye? Is that what you do? Especially if you are not affected or the situation indirectly is benefiting you. Beloved, that shouldn't be so. Instead of turning the blind eye, Nehemiah took action in verse 7. Are you able to do what Nehemiah did? Wherever you are leading, either in the church or in the secular work. Nehemiah confronted the situation head on. So, leaders today, however, we duck and dive. Why some will elevate analysis paralysis to new heights with meaningless and endless meetings that does nothing but destroy the moral of others. But they want to put an appearance of doing something, so they call meetings unnecessarily. You go into those meetings, you come out, you cannot bring something tangible. There is no change in the situation from week to week, month to month. Point number two, beloved. Nehemiah rebuked those who were violating God's command. In other words, God has already commanded that we, we mustn't charge exorbitant interest, usury. We can look at Exodus 22-25, Exodus 22-25, as well as Leviticus 25-35-38 for that. Some leaders today will not rebook bad behavior because of nepotism and other unsound excuses or self-interest, as we normally see when we are talking about lady like Jesus. Number three, Nehemiah called a meeting. You see, meeting is always for a purpose. He called a meeting. Meeting should be for planning action, not to create another meeting. He called a meeting to correct the bad or exploitative behavior of some Jews. Jews were selling fellow Jews into slavery. Christians must not be taking undue advantage of fellow Christians for whatever reason. It is not allowed. Some individuals are even torturing fellow, treating fellow Christians as standby ATMs today. We must not allow such amongst ourselves. Thankfully, that is not happening amongst my own personal circle of influence. But we have seen it. Individuals, because of their kind-heartedness, have been turned to ATMs, autom automated teller machines. So let us close this episode of BP, beloved. All rebuilders like Nehemiah must be as on. We must not be aloof. We must not be indifferent. We must be compassionate and be practical. Number two, men, we must note that even today. Men prey upon fellow men. Just as the Jews were praying upon themselves. When men despise the poor, what they do in actual fact is they, re, they, they rebook their maker, God. That's what they, they are doing in the land. They don't know. Such conduct is a disgrace to the human race, especially for anyone who is professing Christianity. 
Number three, the right way to reform people's lives is to convince their conscience. Every must, everyone must know, just as Nehemiah did, that exploitation and abuse of modern-day slavery will pull, will pull down physical walls and structures, no matter how big that organization, that church or mission is. It can be destroyed if human suffering is not addressed immediately because such human suffering are ungodly. Finally, beloved, nothing exposes Christianity more than reproach to Christianity to reproach more than a heartless indifference to the plight of people in our circle of influence. Nehemiah did not do that. He responded positively to put his thought to it. Beloved, let us pray as we close. Father, thank you for the inspiration to broadcast this particular episode once more that touched about what is actually happening today in the world. Lord, please help us not to turn a blind eye to the plight of people that will be suffering in our circle of people. Make us as our leaders in your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we are Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.